everyone, welcome back to another episode of Clock In Vibe Out. I am your host, Reina, and today I'm so excited for this episode. I have the great joy of having extremely creative, extremely talented friends. Today I am joined by one of the most talented photographers I know. He's shot for artists like Virtual Riot, Noizu, and Black Tiger Sex Machine. Today I am joined by my dear friend, Adam Myers. Hello, hello, everybody. Did you like your intro? I loved my intro. That was great. Well, Adam, thank you for being on the show. Like I said, been having a bit of anxiety. have not really been in a podcasting mood. I was going to take the week off. So you really saved the day on this one. So thanks for coming on the podcast. Of course. I am so happy to be there. I remember when I, I think I was driving from Phoenix to Tucson and you called me and you were telling me about this idea of this podcast. And I feel like I like gave birth to this podcast with you. And now I'm like on it. Now I'm like on it with you. So I, I'm like super stoked to be here. I love the sentiment, but let's be clear. It's just my child. Of okay. course, of course, of course. Okay. But, I, but right. I, was there, I was there. I was just like passively Along there. Along for the ride. Yes. Okay. Anyway, super excited to have you on. I love talking about photography because I am not that versed in photography, although I have had my moments, which you can attest to, but we're not going to get into that right now. <laughs> I just want to warn everyone, this episode might be um, a bit full of debauchery because Adam and I know each other from school and we became pretty tight our senior year, which is when uh, the most shenanigans I would say happened. I actually did not like you when we first met. Did you know that? (laughs) (laughs) Most people say that and I I never understand why. And then I look back and I'm like, okay, maybe I do understand why. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Okay. So Adam and I were both in our business school, business kings and queens. And we had this 8am class together. And it was like a data analytics marketing class. And all of it was group work. Okay. And I when it's group work, I somehow always get stuck doing the brunt of the work, no matter what. And Adam, I didn't really know him at this point. So it was me and my two other friends and we needed a fourth. Adam seemed like the most cool-ish. You knew Corian, so Corian kind of swooped you into our little group. And I was like, okay, whatever, fine. But I remember, Adam, it was 8 a.m. every day. You'd come in late and I'm already pissed off because it's 8 a.m. and I don't want to be there either. And I just remember you just did not pull your weight in that class. And I was like, who is this kid? But at the end of the semester, it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> you actually weren't the one that... Uh, let the team down but you know i did not let the team down i want the record to show that i was the one that came through after all those months because yes i may not have pulled my weight when no one was watching but when everything counted who was it yeah but anyways did not love you at first but then we worked for dusk which is a music festival in tucson we both worked on the same team it was super fun we basically just got to host bar events do some consumer activations and have fun with our friends who love music and adam and i just had a bunch of classes our senior year together and with the whole dusk thing we just spent a lot of time together and adam is the same kind of psychopath that i am so a beautiful and terrifying friendship bloomed (laughs) (laughs) emphasis on the terrifying for sure without a doubt that is the story of how we met um do you have anything to add to that i no. i mean i think you really hit the nail on the head just uh just let the record show that even though you may not like somebody you know they're they're a good person at heart 
and they won't rat you out, even though they know all of the things that happened that night, which I'm sure has been brought up in many podcasts at this point. We're going to change the subject before I really incriminate myself. We're going to talk a little bit about photography because like I said before, I don't know much about it. So I really can't be that much help. How did you get into photography? Because I remember being kind of abrupt. Like one day you weren't a photographer and the next day you had a photography business. Very true. I have been into photography and videography for quite a long time. Um, It all started back in high school, um, like right when GoPros came out. I feel like everybody who did anything outdoorsy thought that if they got a GoPro, that they were automatically like Red Bull athlete. They were the shit. They were like, I am so cool because I have this camera and I'm taking all these videos. And then you have all these videos that you took on your GoPro and nothing happens to them. They just sit there. That was you, huh? That was, that was most people, including me, for quite a long time. And then I had a friend who was really good with computers. And I had him, um, I won't say illegally, but it may not have been legally, uh, download a video editing software called Final Cut Pro. And I kind of started to mess around with that. And I was doing little like GoPro edits of like things that I was doing, like trips that I was going on, but it never really went anywhere and it kind of died off. So that was like my my initial intros. And then my sophomore year of college, I remember I was at my fraternity house and I was digging around in one of the back closets and I came across this backpack that had an old Nikon camera in it. And I was like, hey, this is pretty nice. Maybe I'll grab this. I asked around. I was like, is this anybody's? And they were like, I think it's the the houses, but like we haven't used it in years. And so I was like, okay, well, like I'm going to take this. <laughs> You're like, yeah, um, I'm just going to acquire this. And uh, <laughs> yeah, if I'm you just... see me shooting at the next party, <laughs> just, you know, say hi. <laughs> I was like, I, I paid dues. Like this is technically my property too, right? That was the excuse for everything. I paid dues too. Yeah, right. I paid dues. I paid dues. I, pay, I paid for you as a friend. So don't, <laughs> don't screw me up. <laughs> So yeah, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to take this thing. It's nobody else's like, I'm going to learn how to use it. And I'll see what happens. And so that's how I really got started into the whole camera world. I spent a good year and a half, two years, just messing around with that camera. And that's when I got a hold of our Adobe program through the U of A. So U of A gives every college kid free Adobe everything. So I had Lightroom, uh, Photoshop, the whole nine for free, which now as an adult and I'm paying $600 a year, I really miss that. I might go back to school just for that. (laughs) I'm going to just give them a quick little bit of promo since I have not donated yet as an alumni. If you are a high school junior or senior or just looking to go back to school in general, Highly consider the U of A because they drop bands on their students. We had literally everything that you could possibly want. Like Adam was saying, they give you access to every software that you could possibly think of. Cameras, iPads, all this crazy technology. If you want it, it's literally at your fingertips. So 10 out of 10 recommend. Definitely, definitely miss that. Not not sponsored, but you should. U of A, hop in this. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, so I, I had all these programs. So I was I was messing around with those. I was learning learning the ropes. And so, like you said, I kind of went from nothing to all of a sudden I had a photography business because I just spent two years in the dark learning my style, watching hours and hours of YouTube. Like I never took a class on photography. Never did anything related to actually learning what it was outside of 
what I did on my own, which is trial and error and YouTube, which is honestly, if you want to do anything in life, that's how you do it. Is <laughs> just trial and error and YouTube. But uh, so yeah, that's this comes to about the time that you met me. I really took off in the beginning with senior photos. That was kind of like my bread and butter. It still Adam is M. to this Seniors. day because it's so lucrative. Yeah, shout out Adam M. Seniors. I love that your career journey started off as a frat star. As my, it, yeah, I think back it on did. it all the time in Greek life, it, it's so cringy to look back on. However, there are some really clutch things that come out of it. You paid dues, kind of, for the camera. <laughs> <laughs> they may send you an invoice after this episode airs, but for the meantime, I think that it worked out super well for you. But that is so on brand with Adam's personality. I can't even explain it to you guys. It is. It is. I definitely think I deserve an invoice. You have a big up if you're listening to this. Adam's email it. <laughs> <laughs> it was right about the time that I started getting into like actually like doing senior photos and making money off that that I was like, okay, this is fun, but this isn't like a passion for me. I feel like senior photos is kind of the same as taking like newborn photos, you know? Does anybody that's shooting newborns really like it? Let's be real. They do all no, look like aliens. No. I'm sorry. They, they, do. Do. they do. And if you like photographing them, you're a little weird. I don't have any other way to describe it. That's a little weird, you know? It It is. It's it's a little bit odd. Couldn't be me. Could never Could not be, be me. me. Um, anyways, I do feel like that's a good equivalent. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good, very good equivalent. For some reason, U of A had this weird thing where it was a music festival every weekend. At one point, I thought that Chris Lake was enrolled in our school because he was there for like four weekends in a row. It was all confusing. Like Louis the Child, Slander, Steve Aoki, Chris Lake, Troy Boy, Illenium, just all these people randomly. So it like when we're saying frat parties, yes, a frat party, but also like a small stage at a festival. Mm-hmm. Like def- definitely small stage of the festival with headlining artists. Yeah. And that was just like insane. And so I was like looking at all these like videos come out and these people who are doing like the concert photography for them. And I was like, holy shit. Like they're making such cool stuff. They're getting to do the photography and the videography. And they're, they're essentially getting paid absurd amounts of money to go party. Like, you have fun. It's not really a job. There is nothing on this earth that is greater than a media pass. (laughs) It's pretty great. So that's about, like, halfway through my first semester of senior year. That's when I realized, I was like, okay, like, that is the route that I want to take. That's going to be my passion. That is where we entered Dusk. That's where we entered Dusk. We start doing the promo for that. Reyna, did you get onto Dusk that year or had you been doing it before? I worked for Dusk the year before that too, but we I wasn't old enough to do the events. So I just did social media. Okay. So I, I was also in that boat. So I had worked for them for two years prior. So Were you just trying to flex on me and say that you had more Dusk experience? Is that what was about to go down? <laughs> I will flex on you because I am Dusk. <laughs> I had worked for them for two years before that, but not even in the social media department. I was doing the lowly ticket tables on the malls. Yeah, so I'm not sure I can really flex that. I did street team for like a second when I was a freshman. It was crusty. <laughs> right. So 
I, we'd finally gotten to the point where we were like, okay, like we've, we've established ourselves with this music festival enough to actually get in with the big leagues and like the actual real side of this team. And essentially what we were doing is we were partnering with the different like local bars that college students would go out to on like Tuesdays, Thursdays and weekends. And we would set up tables there and we do consumer activations, ticket giveaways, anything to like get people like actually involved and excited before the event happened, which honestly, as much as, you know, people can say like, Oh, it's a music festival. Like how, how excited do you have to get people? Nobody seemed to like this one, even though it was fantastic. So like we had to do a lot of work. <laughs> it's a cool music festival. It is easily the coolest event that happens in Tucson. Everyone should have been excited about it. And for some reason, like everyone was acting like we just killed their pets. It was just the strangest thing. <laughs> honestly that's that's really how it was so like we had to put a lot of work in so one of our bigger events was a dj competition and i brought my camera with me for this one and this is the the big factors i still had this really old nikon camera and if you're not familiar with cameras it's really slow to do like any like auto focusing it's really really bad in low light like not the kind of camera that you want to have when you're shooting a dark club for a DJ who's moving really fast all the time, like this camera does not work very well in that situation. And so I'm trying to do the best that I can. I get to the end of the night and I'm just like, man, this did not work out the way that I wanted to. So I started doing a ton of research into it. I'm a big believer in like gear does not make the photographer, but for what I wanted to do, I knew in this case I was going to have to get a new camera and I upgraded to the big bad sony a7 III. if anybody knows cameras this is like the mothership of all cameras it really took it to the next level of what i was able to like get it to do this camera obviously did not make me a better photographer it's that i gained the ability to express what i had in my mind so much better i like how you pointed it out too that it's not that the camera makes you a better photographer it's that the camera allows you to advance your photography skills it's like if you get a race car that's not going to mean that you're going to win the nascar finals or championship or anything it just means that you have you're in the game yeah i think the 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 quote from this movie called nightcrawler which if you haven't seen that movie go watch it really really cool movie with jake gyllenhaal but he was like if you want to win the lottery you have to have the money to buy a ticket right yes that's a beautiful way to put it I feel like you've really grown up a lot since May when we graduated because I feel like before <laughs> I was really expecting you to come on the podcast and be like, it's not so much that like the camera made me a better photographer. It's just that like I was always so dope and so great, but the camera just really allowed me to like reach my full potential, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I still kind of think that's something. I know you but... do. I know you do. So after I invested in this new camera, I have this friend, uh, his name's Nico. Shout out Nico. If you listen to this. Hope you're doing good, buddy. This kid was this kid was my in to the industry. He would play at our local bar, Gentle Bends, every single Thursday. And every weekend at my senior year, I was so passionate about this that I was like, I do not care about going out with my friends my senior year. Like, I will see you all there. But I'm going, I'm bringing my camera, and I'm shooting this kid. And I will be so happy. And so that's what I did. And I'm loving every second. Every weekend, I'm just getting better and better and better at shooting and also getting better at editing because I think editing is honestly like 90% of photography. So true. You can take the shot, but like if you screw up the edit, like it's just it's 
bad. I think a huge part of being able to edit is having an eye and being able to see potential because you can take something from zero to 100 so quickly if you just are able to see that it has potential to be great. In this world, like you do everything for free as a concert, as a DJ photographer, because you don't have any way to really like prove yourself and you don't have any industry credibility until you start getting some big names. And it's funny too now because people have done away pretty much with unpaid internships for the most part, unless you're super, super big. But it's funny because we really are all out here doing our same unpaid internships just without a title. <laughs> so yep. because yep. we really like Adam was saying, that's so true. You literally just have to. So, I mean, it sucks sometimes to work for free, but also if you're getting to do what you love and it's giving you that edge and it is your way to prove yourself in the industry, then go to the concert for free, buddy. <laughs> like you're, you know, I almost wore, I almost wore like a blow up mascot costume so I could work this one music festival. I almost did it. <laughs> I almost did it. <sighs> yeah, yeah, and like also I get to post the photos afterwards. And I'm like, I took that right, and, and that like, goes right like, into your portfolio. And it's like each each one that you do for free is just like a step closer. It's like obviously like be careful with like how you take that mentality because you've got to draw a line at some point and like know your worth. But in in the music industry, being a photographer, you have to really grind your way up and being able to do those things for free for a long time until you prove that you have what it takes to get paid because it's so competitive. Who was the first big artist that you shot for? My first big one wasn't even official. Um, it was just like I went to a BTSM concert and the BTSM photos that I shot are some of the crispiest, clearest, most well-done photos I have ever They're taken. They're actually so good. It's insane. I, I shot them on my iPhone. BTSM photos were like insane for me. Like I posted those everywhere. And they, they actually like got like a lot of attention and like BTSM like saw them and was like, these are dope. And I was like, fuck yeah, like, let's go. Like I shot these on an iPhone, like standing in the middle of a sweaty crowd getting bumped around. And then I think a week after that, I shot for Noizu, who's really, really big house DJ. Wow, I'm so jealous. I was actually so upset I wasn't at that show. Right after that was my big break and they were doing bear down music festival at u of a and i had like two weekends back to back lined up where i was gonna i had all access backstage for cheat codes doing photo and video for u of a and the weekend after that my fraternity was getting quicks who's really big uh artist from new zealand really big songs um and then immediately after that i was going to shoot for zed's debt and so i was like wow like this is my big break like every all that like time spent working for free is like finally gonna pay off because i'm getting the big name how did those go well um three days before uh <laughs> little thing called covid hit and I have not really seen too much since then outside of I got to shoot for a live stream. Technically, my client was Pioneer, like uh, like Pioneer CDJs, like the actual like company that makes DJ decks. That was a pretty cool experience. And then I got to shoot a drive-in show since then for Virtual Riot. And those are probably the only two things that I've really done since. <laughs> And so I'm still just sitting here scratching and clawing, trying to get into the industry as it 
tries to dig itself out of the hole that it has landed in. Yeah, it's definitely a frustrating time to be like trying to get into the industry, especially when we both worked really hard to set ourselves up well. However, I think that it is really awesome that you still even were able to have those two experiences. And I think the biggest thing that I have taken away from seeing all of that hard work kind of like crumble away with this pandemic is that once this comes back around, like I'm going to have so much motivation to like put myself back out there and get back into the music industry as a photographer because I worked so hard for it to all just kind of like fall apart. And so now I have just like this drive to like make sure like that time didn't go to waste. So miss it every day. Shout out to all my people in the music industry that are still making it happen. We we appreciate we you. Relentless you. Beats. Shout out to you. The live streams have been keeping the industry live and I'm super, 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 super pumped for it to hopefully be coming back really, really soon. And who knows? Maybe things will change. The plan that I have set out in my head and I have manifested by this time that you are hearing this podcast, I will be famous and you'll already know. And my horoscope said that something big is supposed to happen with my career and I am not a horoscope girl. I never listen to them. However, I'm hoping that this one has some weight behind it. (laughs) Wait, Adam, do you like doing videography better than photography? No, no, no. No, the the photography is definitely my main. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't missing something. Dude, how embarrassing would that be if I'm like, yeah, this is my really good friend, Adam. He's a photographer. And you're like, no, I'm not. I'm like, oh, uh, oh, uh, take two. Take two, take two. Cut, paste, edit, do your thing. I have to edit out the whole episode. Really quick, I also want to talk about editing. Adam, as far as your editing, do you prefer Lightroom or have you dabbled in a bunch of other ones? I have pretty much solely used Lightroom. That's kind of what I got started on because it was free. And I also knew it was what the like top of the line editing software was. So if you are somebody who can afford it, if or if you're in a position where your school is able to pay for it, I definitely recommend starting out on Lightroom because it is an awesome tool. If you don't have the means to afford Lightroom, literally your iPhone like your in-camera app does most of the things that you can do in Lightroom. So like if you just tap like edit, as long as you know what like the different like highlights, shadows, blacks, tones, like if you understand how that affects a picture, you can pretty much use any software you want. I just happen to have free access at the time to Lightroom. And so that's what I used. I also have to super heavily vouch for Visco. When I was a social media manager, Visco is where it was at. There's so many filters. They have all of those same settings. You can mess with all the lighting, saturation, tones, contrast, pretty much everything that you could possibly want. And that subscription is $20 a year. So it's a little bit more affordable than Lightroom. So if you are looking to still get those photo edits, like the presets, but you don't really want to invest fully in Lightroom, that's a really good alternative. I think, too, instant gratification is something that we all are way too familiar with at this point. We can pretty much get anything instantly. And I think that it's just important to remember that these things take a really long time to learn. I know that it's something that I struggle with, with the podcast, it just takes a long time to learn how to do everything. With pictures, it takes a long time to learn how to do everything. And that's okay. 
just try to be patient. This is a message from me also to me. (laughs) I definitely need to learn that message sometimes in my life too. But yeah, no, I definitely agree. Like instant gratification, especially in something like this. Like when I started out, I definitely got a lot of instant gratification. But I also had points where like you have creative block and and everything kind of comes and goes in waves. So you'll you'll start getting really, really good at what you're doing. And then all of a sudden you'll see it like kind of fall off and you'll be like, I am terrible at this. And then all of a sudden you'll come back up and you'll be like, whoa, like I'm finally like figuring it out, get better, better, better. And then all of a sudden you'll stop and you'll be like, wow, I suck. So you definitely have to have the mental strength. Is there anything that you look to for inspiration when you get to those points where you're like, damn, I suck at this? I just try to do something that I've never done before. Oh, that's a good one. We could circle back to this one. I tried to put, Adam and I launched a, we hatched a scheme. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, (laughs) I'm never going to get a job again in my life. We hatched a scheme where we, basically what happened is Adam and I were studying for one of our finals together and we were so pissed off. We were trying to learn all of these vocab words. There's a pandemic. We're not getting a graduation. Everything is falling apart all at once. We're just so over it. And we're like, how are we going to make money with things that we do? We're super business savvy, okay? We're really trying to utilize all of our talents here. And so we came up, I don't know if I can say this. Basically, we were going to create a business to sell a specific kind of picture and not to be be very careful how you word that these were not illicit it was photos not illicit photos it was very pg um <laughs> i don't know but we came up with a whole pyramid scheme about how we were gonna do this and we were really gonna put adam's photography skills to use and we tried it and it was super creepy and you can infer from that what you will um but yeah, we tried and failed that one. However, Adam, if you are looking for inspo, you were very talented at those pictures. <laughs> That's concerning to know. Um, Anywho, hope you guys enjoyed that ominous story. <laughs> so yeah, that, I think I think that pretty much wraps up my entire story in photography. Okay, well now, Adam, that we have gone on a long tangent about your career and we've learned everything about how you got to where you are now, your hopes, your dreams, your aspirations, we're going to play a game. This is a new game, and I actually just made this up, and it's called Have You Listened to My Previous Episodes or Are You a Fake Friend? (laughs) If you can name two out of three of the people in my last three episodes, you won't lose. Go. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. Two out of three. Can, can I get like a, <laughs> give me like a 20 questions kind of vibe. You're on your phone right now cheating. I am not on my phone cheating. I just, I'm, I'm curious. Was it maybe Alessia or Callie Rockowitz or Tyson? Andrew? Thank you so much. <laughs> you know what I saw though? And this is like not meant to be offensive at all because I know that you are a loyal fan. Adam actually does really support the podcast. And sometimes he texts me about it and tells me that I'm doing a good job, which I appreciate so much. But I did see this thing and I just want to quickly point it out because sometimes like when you are trying to start these creative things, it's really important to have this mentality your friends are not your fans and you can't expect your friends to be your fans your friends are there to support you yes of course and like help you get through the mental struggles of like coming up with this stuff but i'm not gonna excommunicate adam because he didn't listen to my last three episodes although three zero out of three is a little i know i'm a terrible person please forgive me fan base if you're listening to this don't exile me listen to the podcast like subscribe liberating all the great things No, I'm no, no, no. Seriously, though, I saw that and I wanted to talk about it. That was really my segue into it. But I did see that. And I think that it's important as a creative 
to be aware that your friends love and support you even if they don't listen to all your shit or like look at all your work because your friends ain't your fans right like I think it's a weird divide and I feel like that's it's it's there's a lot of disconnect there because a lot of people don't step out of their comfort zone to do things like this so you kind of think like oh like you're my friend like you need to support me in this way because I'm stepping out of my comfort zone but it's like you also need to create something for yourself. And I think that's the beauty of a creative medium like this is that you're like branching out onto your own and like, you shouldn't rely on your friends to get you there because at the end of the day, they're just your friends. right? And like, they're there to support you. Like you said, on the back half on that, like mental struggle and being like, you're doing great. Like, yes, I may not listen to every episode or like every picture that you post or, but like, seriously, like this, this happens to me too. And it's like, I'll post a picture and I'll mention it later. And my friend will be like, Oh, I didn't even see that. And it's like, it's not their fault. Like, it's not like they don't support you. It's just that they, they're there for you 24 seven. And so if they don't like that picture, that doesn't mean anything. Right, right, right. But yeah, I just, I've been seeing like a lot of posts and stuff about that. So I wanted to um, create a funny segue that would make you slightly uncomfortable. And yeah, it made me really <laughs> I've been, you have no idea. I've been so excited for this very moment all day. I literally wrote this down when I was working out this morning. I was like, Ooh, Adam's going to love this one. I do genuinely believe that though with you. Like you gotta you gotta have a separation. Otherwise your your work and your friends become too closely related. And I'm I'm a very big believer in keep your work and your friends separate. You will need your friends forever and they will be able to help you through every single endeavor in your life outside of your career as well, which is when you're gonna really, really need them. So don't ever get butthurt about it because you need your friends. You do need your friends. We love a little icing on the cake. So Adam, my final question for you, a staple in my episodes, if you will, is working in entertainment, we put ourselves into some pretty peculiar situations sometimes. So do you have any embarrassing stories from your time as a photographer that you want to share with us? Well, I think it was it was pretty embarrassing when I slept through your the beginning of your senior photos. That was definitely a rough one. I guess probably my embarrassing story was we had a parents weekend and I was shooting that night. I remember going out with my friend's dad, shout out Phil Fromm, shout out Gary Fromm, you absolute animal. And we did bend bombs all day, which don't, if you don't know, it's like a Jaeger bomb plus another shot. So it's like really just like nasty, like get you really, really, really drunk. I end up like on my couch at home. And I wake up from that and I'm like, I have like 35 minutes to pull myself together, get all my camera gear together, show up to this venue and shoot for my friend. And that was my friend. So I wasn't like, like stressed, like I wasn't like screwing over like a client or anything like that. So I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm okay. However... I was still not sober in any way, shape, or form, of course, because I'm a college kid and I'm in my senior year. And so I show up to this thing. Sarah, if you ever listen to this segment, just know that first night I shot for you, I was hammered. <laughs> I was like, talking to her about like what I wanted to do. And I remember her just looking at me and like the ideas that I was giving to her about how I wanted to shoot the show. I could just see the nod in her head like, oh, God, what did I do? <laughs> and so i did end up taking some pretty awesome photos that night but i remember just seeing the look on that face of just like this 
is what I have let happen. I let a college kid shoot my show. The face of panic is, it's very humbling because you think that you're invincible and you think that nobody's going to know what's going on. And then you get to the actual situation and they know what's going on. And they know. And it's, it's, it's the only thing that replays in my head is just that, that TikTok sound. It's like, the how would they know? <laughs> They're, They're never going to know. know. They're going to they know. They knew. Yeah, and I, I, I had to like pull myself together and compose myself and be like, okay, you really screwed this one up, but you're gonna you're gonna pull it out. So I did. Oh, Adam. Well, we love a good comeback story. That's all that matters. As long as you delivered, it doesn't matter how embarrassing. Plus, makes for fantastic content, which we love. Thanks for letting us use it. <laughs> you have made it to the end, Adam. Before we hop off, do you have any final words of wisdom or advice for people who are looking to get started as a photographer or just get into the industry? Um, yeah, I think my only piece of advice really to you is that if you want to get into this industry, there is so much opportunity, so much out there for you to do. And it's really an endless market because it's so creative. So whatever you want to do, you can make it something that is yours and you can you can run with it and nobody can tell you otherwise because photography is all about what you want to do. So if you want to get into this industry, it does not matter if you have an iPhone, if you have a GoPro, if you have a entry level camera, or if you have the top of the line gear, take a vision that you want to try and just run with it and see what happens and just learn. And so always keep that mindset and just get started. Don't wait. Don't wait. Go get it. Chase your dreams. Inspirational, Adam. Love to hear it. Real big uh, character arc from last time you saw me. I'm impressed, I have to say. That brings us to the end of another episode. Adam, thank you so much for saving the day and coming on. I loved having you on. So fun just to talk to one of my old Humbled and honored to be here. Yes. I'm going to make that the episode title. Humbled and honored to be here. Like we said, if you are in the Phoenix slash Tucson area and you need some pics, definitely hit Adam up. He does fantastic work. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you before we hop off, Adam? Shameless, shameless promo. I, I have no problem telling you where to find <laughs> me. So my Instagram is bndr.visuals. Use code Raina for 10% off at checkout. And then Twitter is bndrvisuals with no dot. Go find me either Instagram or Twitter. Happy to help you with whatever you're looking for, even if it is making your little alien baby look a little bit cuter. And make sure that you're also following Clock and Vibe Out on Instagram, Twitter. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please, please leave us a review and a rating if you like the episode. It really helps me out. That is all that I have for you guys this week. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Clock and Vibe Out. I will be back next week with a new episode. Bye.